people with a purpose on this podcast. This week, we're broadcasting from the Veritex Bank Championship in Arlington, Texas. Today, you'll hear from players, the group from Truck Karma, employees, and players of Team Veritex who make these events possible. It's important to know that players have a purpose. They work at their craft day in and out. They know practice and patience sets them up for the day of a tournament, leaning into what they learn. I think one of the coolest things about this, see our clients, our customers, but see Arlington, see Dallas really come together to see just a great event. Uh, we've talked about this before is that, you know, we think golf brings people together and that's part of our mission is we're better together. This is how one of the ways that we show that by giving back to great charities, but also just bringing people together to enjoy the day outside. Okay, today I'm here with our CEO, Malcolm Holland, at the Veritex Bank Championship. Welcome to the show, Malcolm. Thank you, LaVonda. Great to be here. Okay, good. Hey, listen, I know you just got off a uh, interview with Cirrus XM and just want to talk a little bit about why the bank decided to sponsor this type of championship in Dallas-Fort Worth. Well, as you know, we've invested in golf around the golf world for a long, long time. Right. As we were a smaller bank, we do smaller statewide events, and as we got bigger, we did the Texas State open right. and when we were able to put our companies together with green we created a, one of the 10 largest banks in the state of Texas which gave us the ability to do something a little bigger and so unlike most of the Corn Ferry events we actually went to the tour right and asked them if we could be a sponsor it usually works the other way they usually <laughs> calling on you we did it and I did it because Dallas Fort Worth is a hotbed for golf right our clients love golf it's a it's probably the biggest sport you know outside of the big team professional sports in town and so it it was just a natural for us to take the next step up and invest in an event as a corn fairy event. So being the original sponsor of this event for hopefully years to come, we're super excited about it. I, I agree. I, looking out on the windows today is our inaugural event. As you know, um, last year we were supposed to have our event and it got canceled due to COVID. So this is our first year at, out at Arlington. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about why, you know, I know why we chose golf because we talk about it all the time, but, you know, truth in Texas banking and how we look at how the game of golf, um, what it can do for a community and for what it does for our clients as well as our employees and communities. You know, why golf? Yeah, so, you know, there's a couple things. One is, I think, you know, our clients enjoy the game just at the top, but, right. but really the game itself provides, it's an integrity game. It's a game of honesty. It's a game of skill and it just lines up really well with our core values at the bank. Being involved with it as long as I have, I've always said, if I can spend four and a half hours with a client, I know if I want them to be a client or not, and they may figure out whether they want me to be their bank or not. Right. And so you find out things in four and a half hours outside of the office without phones ringing uh, about people and you can get to know them. And so where does it go down to as usual? Relationships. Right. And our bank is built on relationships and golf is a relational business. And so it just lines up really well with who we are as a bank. I love that. I think that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed the most about working with the bank and having that purpose driven, you know, kind of a culture with us. We talked to Truck Karma this morning and their purpose, talking about our purpose at Veritex Bank. But I also think it's important to talk about just our communities. We're giving back to Folded Flag as one of our charities. Yes. And I didn't realize until uh, lately that Bill Foley, who's the founder of 
folded flag underwrites 100% of the expenses to folded flag. So 100% of the donations go to the scholarship recipients. That's correct. So the folded flag, there's there's no administrative costs in any donation that you make. It goes straight to scholarships, all educational type scholarships for men and women who are fallen in the field of battle. And we take care of their education needs. And so we're happy that they're one of our major benefactors in this tournament. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, I just wanted to I'll tell you, Malcolm, thank you for helping us sponsor this and being just a leader in this area. It's so great to see people out in the community. We're going to have a great event this week. We're looking forward to some great golf. The Corn Ferry Tour, as a lot of people may not realize, is that just how close it is to the PGA and that I'm not sure everybody realizes just how tough it is to be on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, it's it's as, it's as good a tour out there. I had dinner with Alex Baldwin last night, president of the tour, and, and I can assure you their goal is to make it the second best tour in the world. And right. They're on the way. These are really, really good players. So if you want to see the future of the PGA Tour, they're outside our window on the putting green right now. Yeah. And um, these guys are really, really good. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. I know a lot of work goes into this. You have a great team around you and our, our marketing team and their sports and everyone else that works so hard as all the volunteers. So we're looking forward to a great week. And thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thank you. Talking about people with a purpose, please join me in welcoming the guys from the Truck Karma with the Corn Ferry Tour. Thrilled to have you. So tell us a little bit about the truck. What is the meaning of the truck? Tell us what happens there. Nicely. <laughs> so the truck is our operations kind of command center out here on the Corn Ferry Tour. So we do all the scoring for the event, but the two head guys, Jeff Thomas and Chuck Walker, really wanted to make it something more. And right. they talk all the time about, you know, what is the truck for and what kind of culture yeah. um, is on the truck. And so when, when Drew and I both got hired, they were always trying to bring that in for us. And, you know, what kind of culture do you want to create on the truck? And so right. it's all about a home. It's about a home for our volunteers, our players, our caddies, tournament staff, you know, somewhere they can come and they know the truck's going to be there. And, and, and we always say the door is always open. I love that. Um, you know, so it's a great place. It's it's the home, you know, for these guys. It's the only rig that travels every week with the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. Um, and so it's a great place for them, the players, to come and say, let's talk about something other than golf. You know, how's That's your so family cool. doing? How's your kids doing? Um, not how'd you shoot on 18 today? Uh, yeah. So it's a great place for them to just step away. That's great. Yeah. Now, this is the only truck, I don't, like I know the PGA may have a couple. This truck drives correct everywhere, right? Correct. We all were in was it Vegas? You look yeah, tired. We were, yeah, we were in Vegas. Um, yeah, you yeah. Talk about how they drive. Yeah, so you know we we wrapped up in Vegas, and uh-huh. about two hours after play, um, it hit the road, and wow. about seven thirty West Coast time, right. and uh, pulled in here about seven thirty Central time. Oh. We were here. We we got it parked and set a few things up, and and uh, it's ready to go this week. So yeah, it's so. It's exciting. Lucky to see it. I, I was very interested. You opened the door. You have all the college mm-hmm. official decals. Right. A lot of flags signed by professional players, things like that. I love that what you said was it's kind of a place for people just to go get away from golf. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like a home away from home, right. from home for, for everyone. Right. Through the COVID times, it's been a little different. Right. Most of the time, doors are open. You know, people are in and out. And right. TVs are on for, you know, if there's college games, football, basketball, NFL 
football games, you know, whatever, people are there. A lot of times, you know, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, we're grilling outside the truck yeah. and volunteers and staff and players and caddies and everyone, you know, right. is welcome. And, right. and that's kind of changed things a little bit. But, yeah. you know, we've kind of found a way to still get to know everyone and, yeah. and do the best we can. And, and we're looking forward to having it fully back open. Oh, yeah, yeah. us too. Hopefully next year we'll have it fully <laughs> back definitely. open. But I wanted to ask you, tell me how did this truck, you know, come about? Why the truck? Tell me what happened. Yeah, so the truck started, it was reborn in 2011. This is technically TT2, truck two. We got a second one in 2011. That's when it was reborn. And one of our staff members, Dennis Zinkon, um, he was a former player out here as well, but uh -huh. he passed away. And when he passed away, he left a million dollars that was donated to St. Jude um, in Memphis. And we had no idea. Oh, wow. You know, we thought, um, you know, we thought, what better way to honor Dennis rather than starting um, the truck charities, which right. is through the PGA Tour charities. And so pretty much year after year, we started and we said, hey, let's raise some money. And, you know, we would do it by tournament or do it by, um, you know, charity that we wanted to support. But we really got big into it um, the last few years. Uh -huh. And so last year in 2019, um, we teamed up with Golf Fights Cancer. We got an exemption into the Boston Marathon. Wow. And we said, let's raise money for cancer this year. 2019 yeah. was, was all about cancer going into 2020. Um, and then this year we said, let's, you know, golf has been just on such an, such a like rise and right. increase through junior golf with COVID and everyone wants to be outdoors and play golf. And so we said, let's support kids this year. So every week we are giving money away to a local organization. And so this week we supported Camp Esperanza yes. here, here in Dallas. And, um, you know, we're, we're we gave away a thousand dollars and Veritex Bank actually matched that with an yes. Aerosports, another thousand dollars. And so we just said, uh, you want to make more of an impact. And as many people as we are around every week, we said we have the opportunity to do that through everyone else that we're around. Um, and so it's been awesome that we've been able to support, you know, through Dennis and be able to kind of just continue living in what we know that he would have been doing if he was oh, still wow. out here with us. I didn't realize that was the story that's really inspiring. That he left a million dollars to St. Jude. No one even knew about it. Correct. Yeah. We had no amazing? idea. We had no idea. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was that's really so cool. something that we were like, Hey, we're inspired by it. You know, what, what can we do that we know that he would have wanted to do? Well, it's so. nice to know that the truck has a purpose, you know? I mean, it's not just a place where people come and relax, but it has a purpose of why you're doing it through charity and goodwill. So what an Correct. awesome story. Definitely. So I got to know about, I think it's called the Great White Well. Is that, am I saying that right? No? What's it called? Yes, that's the that's the Great White Cooler. That's the best part of, of our tour. <laughs> so when we okay. give a truck tour and uh, that's kind of the middle part or the middle point of the tour, that's our Great White Cooler. And so we get a new one every year. Okay. Um, at the end of the season, it has all the winter signatures on it. Okay. So every Sunday, the, we it's the running joke that your check does not clear <laughs> until you sign Great White. I love it. Um, and so they sign it. They do a little hashtag. So maybe, you know, if a Texas guy wins, they'd say hashtag hook them or yeah. you know, who, who knows what. But at the end of the year, though, we give away Great White to a tournament that we feel did a really good job kind of representing the truck or bringing people on the truck, doing tours, oh, whatever. Awesome. Um, and then we also give $1,000 to a charity of their choice, wow. um, which is great. So it's always at the end of the year meetings. You know, who's who's going to win Great White this year? Who's going to win? You know, it's funny uh, that I've heard more about that than anything else. This is cool. Yes. You know, it's like, it's the thing, right? Yeah. So that's, that's the place to be on Sundays. We put Great White outside now for COVID and that way we can still do a little video and yeah. uh, you have the winter sign, but, but Great White's always stocked with your, with your favorite beverages, anything that you need, your water, your, uh, you know, your beer, your Gatorade, right. um, anything that you need to, you know, kind of keep you going out here. That's so awesome. How do we follow the truck? Yeah. So we were very active on Twitter, so you can know, follow us. I follow you, so good, I know what good. it is. We got to make sure we follow you back, but yeah, you can follow us at Truck Karma okay. on Twitter. Okay. Same thing on Instagram at Truck Karma. Okay. We also have a website 
website that we launched a little over a year ago, okay. and it's truckkarma.com. Okay. And you can kind of read up more about the history of the truck and kind of what's going on up to date. And you'll see a lot of things with Boston Marathon um, efforts that will be represented again this year. Right. But yeah, give us a follow. We love you it. know, kind of see what's going on with the Corn Ferry Tour each yeah. and every week, what the truck's up to. You'll see some cool things. And uh, no, it's it's great to be here, and we're, we're excited for a good week. Thank you so, so much. Well, we're excited to have you guys at our inaugural championship last year. We didn't get to have it, as everyone knows, but great weather today. So thank you guys yes. so much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from John Heine, president of the Houston market for Veritex Bank. So I'm here with John Heine, who is the Houston president. John flew in today with some of our great clients from Houston to have our pro-am. So welcome, John, to the tournament. Thank you. Beautiful day here in Arlington. Yes. I'm looking out this window here, and we do not have elevation like this in Houston, do we? No. Yeah, Patty. <laughs> I'm looking at Patty Martinez here. This is a great golf course. Yeah, it And really a great, is. great view and a great day. I'll yeah. say that. I joke with Livy on the way here saying, this is kind of like wedding day, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we've been waiting on this, and it's here. Yeah. And yeah. so here's your second waiting date here yeah. with uh, well, Veritex my, my, Bank Well, my uh, matron of honors have done just a great job. You know, they have just been great. Everything they do, top notch. Top notch. But it's so fun to be here. And I'll tell you, the write up, yeah. the excitement of the, our the group. Yeah. You know, we, I think in Dallas, it's known that we're a golf bank. Yeah. I don't know if that is as well known in Houston. Yeah. And now they're starting to realize, this is, kids are really into golf. Yeah. And so they're happy to be here. So when we do the Houston Open, we'll have a great event down there that'll be help us, you know, magnify that we are a golf bank even in Houston, right? That's right. I think there are two things that really drive it. The golfers that we have on our roster are noticed by everyone. I mean, you know it. You get texts probably from people that say, hey, I'm watching and I see Veritex Bank. And so that's one. And then the second is, you know, second year being a part of the Houston Open, they've moved it to the Memorial Park Golf Course, which is dead center in Houston. Right. Easy to get to. Great golf, challenging golf course. Yeah. I mean, these players, I don't know if they like it. I don't know if Dave Answer is a really big fan of it or, or others, but it is a really cool golf course. Great great environment. It's not quite to the Phoenix Open type, right, right. but it's getting there. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot it of people that gets loud and it is, it's fun. I think it's going to be big. We're making a big bet on it with what we're doing and, and the tent we're going to have there. And we're excited about doing that and, and some other events kind of throughout that week. We're going to call it Golf Week really right. in Houston. I love it. I love Golf Week. We just got done talking with Truck Karma and they were talking about their purpose and they have, you know, just a great story behind it to make it fun for the tournament. And one of the things we always talk about on the podcast is people with a purpose. Well, not only does Truck Karma have a purpose, but, you know, Veritex has a purpose. Uh, our charity this week is Folded Flag, which everyone knows. A charity that gives scholarship money to Gold Star families for children for any type of schooling. So we're excited to have that, giving to that event this year. So, John, I appreciate you being with us today. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk with you later. Thank you for having me. Well, today on my show, I'm so pleased to have Kim Frank on our podcast this morning. Kim works with the Folded Flag Foundation, and that is one of my and the bank's favorite charities. Folded Flag is one of the charities we're giving to with our proceeds of Veritex Bank Championship. The Folded Flag Foundation provides educational scholarships and supports grants to the spouses and children of the U.S. military 
and government personnel who died as a result of hostile action or in an accident related to U.S. combat operations. The Folded Flag Foundation serves to honor the legacy of and pay tribute to the brave men and women who have given their lives in defense of our country. So, Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Kim, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm, I'm really interested. I read a little bit about your career, and I, I want to talk to you just about how you got started in the marketing area and sports marketing as a woman, and then tell me a little bit about what you've been doing there. Yeah, so I'm from the East Coast. I'm from uh, right outside Washington, D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia. Born and raised there, lived there, went to college um, about two hours down the road at James Madison and was always into athletics, didn't didn't know necessarily what I wanted to do, majored in marketing and just always worked in sports. And kind of like even in college, I'd work with the basketball office or, you know, just whatever I could do. Um, I was a swimmer and then had reconstructive surgery on my shoulder. So that was the end of my playing days of anything. Oh. So I worked, went and worked at Georgetown University right out of college in the athletic department. And it was an internship, nothing promised. And I ended up getting into ticketing um, there and then moved right back into marketing, which was my major and kind of worked my way through there, worked in hockey, worked in the NBA, and then moved out to Las Vegas to work for the Golden Knight with Bill Foley when he started uh, the franchise out here. As I got to know him, he also would, you know, you always learn about what your owner does and his passion. And, you know, he's a West Point grad and you, you learn about folded flag, you learn about the military. And I mean, obviously coming from DC, I'm very military oriented. Right. My grandfather was in the Navy. My father, you know, did reserves. So, you know, you owe everyone around you. It's coming and going because they're military. So, you know, you right. see that and you hear it and, and you know the stories, the good ones and the bad ones and the sad ones. And being out here um, working with Bill, you learn about Florida Flag Foundation. I was always doing marketing, but, you know, one thing Bill always does is he keeps all his businesses separate, but he also, the passion flows through each of his businesses. Right. And there's, you can't help but blend the two. And I was working close with our community outreach for BGK, for the Golden Knight. That also, you know, anytime we did anything military, it was folded flag. And that was kind of how I ended up taking over and running folded flag over the last year and a half. That's wow. my, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> hey man, that's a great story. I've, I'm interested in two different aspects. This first, you're a woman in athletics. So getting into the sports marketing as a woman, how was that for you? Was that easy for you? What were what some of the challenges you saw there? So it's funny, you know, you go back a ways, I'm not 25. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you hear sometimes like, you know, it's hard to be in sports. I rem- I'll never forget talking to an agent, a very well-known agent who said, men don't trust women with their money. So they, may <laughs> not, they may not want you as an agent. Cause I didn't know, did I want to go on the team side? I didn't know which area. I just knew right. I love sports. But then once I I got into it, you know, I think one of the things is, is you always just have to just be careful. I was careful, but also didn't take myself so seriously, but worked really hard. I don't think I was treated differently. I just always knew there, there were always going to be things. If you're working in a male dominated sport, places you can't go or areas you can't, I don't care because you can figure out ways to navigate through it. I loved it. In working at uh, Georgetown, I worked in all sports. I, I did basketball, men's and women's football, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey. So for me, I worked with men and women, but primarily men's basketball. I traveled with them. The coaches were great to me. They treated me with great respect. And I, I've said that multiple times that sometimes in a- athletics, you hear about athletes or especially pro athletes like, oh, it's a boys club or, oh, it's this. But though that locker room treats me to this day with like great respect. And, you know, you just, you have to earn it just like you would do as a man or woman. And yeah, over time you see different areas that open up, but also you see it with your hard work and the respect that I don't, 
I don't even think twice about being a female working in sports anymore. You see so much of it and I love it. And, you know, I've been very lucky. I've been lucky. I've been around um, a lot of teams and coaches and owners that have respected me throughout it. And I think sometimes you just have to watch what you do a little bit just to make sure that you're taken seriously. You know, obviously I know pro athletes, but I always would be like, and they'd be my friends, but I'd be like, oh, like, I don't want to go out right now. I'm 24 years old. I don't want people to think that's what I was, I'm trying to get into sports for. You know, you just right, kind of, right, you, right. but now I'm old, so I can be around anybody. <laughs> I love that. I think it's interesting you say that because I had a podcast with one of our bankers who we were talking about women in business and just talking about different things. And she said, you know, I think that there's a, a false narrative out there to some degree. I'm not saying there's not the one-offs, of course, but find the people that you work with, find the company that values you, not because you're a woman or a man or whatever, that values you and your hard work. And if you're at that, if you're at a company that doesn't value you, you're at the wrong company. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what it is. I don't feel like I have to fight. I mean, I, I, you know, you always had something, but I always am like, you know what, let me prove who I am, guy or girl. And right. I, you, I didn't feel I had to change the way I dressed. I didn't feel like I'm a pretty casual person and being in sports, you can do that. Um, right. But like uh, George McPhee, who's our president of hockey apps, I worked with him in Washington. He's always had amazing respect. Bill from day one, Bill Foley, like is, tr- they treat me like a normal person, you know, I mean, you always come across some of those, you know, idiots, but what you do is you just navigate around them. Cause that's life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy or a girl, you're going to have idiots. Like exactly. the girls, it could be a female that's an idiot that's treating me awful, or I could be like adjusting how, who I am. So I just kind of have felt that way. And like you use it for like motivation in some ways. And that is just kind of how I've worked through it. That's awesome. Well, th- thank you for saying that. I think that's really important for all women, but all people to hear that hard work is what matters most of the time. You're always yes. going to find that one or two people along the way that you go, yeah, well, you're the one. It's not you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm lucky because this organ, Bill Foley from top to bottom runs a very good, unbiased, like it's just been really good. I have had no issues in that area and over the time. And, I, and I've loved it. I've never thought of getting out of sports because I'm a female. Right. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Thank you for telling us about that. I am interested in talking this a little bit about what is Folded Flag's story and how did it get started? So Folded Flag's story is Bill Foley went to West Point. He um, went to war. He feels so strongly about military and our veterans. And he felt that Gold Star families, which are people that have lost a loved one in the line of duty, they've lost a family member in the line of duty. That they aren't given, they're given a check, they're told they have to leave quarters, base, X number of days after their loved one has passed away, and then boom, thank you, and they're done. And he feels that there's still more that needs to be done for these family members that have someone that paid the ultimate sacrifice. So back in 2014, before I was involved or anything, he was sitting around, he's like, how do we help these family members. How do we do it? I want to help. He lost a lot of his classmates overseas at war all at once. And he just feels really passionate about these families and how do they go on? And one way he felt that he could help was providing scholarships to the spouse, to the kids, to the parent, someone who's lost somebody in the line of duty. So he and his and the vice chair, Fred Shrimp, they were classmates. They were talking and they were like, we're going to start this nonprofit called Wow. 
And that was in 2014. And it was, and with time, so Bill underwrites all of his different companies, underwrite the expenses so that every donation made, it's a hundred percent going to these scholarships for um, these. So there's no, there's no overhead then for that. He takes care of that. Yep. 100%. Wow. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. And that's the key is like every single dollar. So if you're writing $100, $100 is going back to the scholarships to these family members. And um, yeah. And so he's really, really feel strongly about it. And with time, we, you know, we started, they started in Florida and now it's based out of Las Vegas, but it's a national organization. We're trying to get a little bit more well-known so that people know what we do, who we are. We also give um, scholarships from K through grad school. So if you're 26 years old for a child, you can go from five to 26 years old and receive funding from the Florida Flag Foundation. And then a spouse member can uh, go until they're done with education. Wow. That, what an amazing effort by starting that with Bill and Fred to start the foundation to see it go nationwide. I'm really impressed and thankful that the underwriting for the expense part of it is done differently and that 100% of the donations go to those those events to help those families of people uh, who have given the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Exactly. And, and, and that's what's so rewarding too, is like you read the, oh my gosh, the scholarship applications that come in are just like heartbreaking, but you read them and you hear these stories. And like, there's one family that we've been working, we worked with last year who came to one of our events. She has three kids. The youngest was a month old when her husband died overseas and he never got to meet his youngest daughter, you know, and so there's no pictures of her with her dad. The other two have, and she's always like, I don't have pictures of my dad. And you just hear these stories and they're so heartbreaking. Yeah. I I, I wanted to ask you about that. How how does the application process work? And how do they know about this event and what they're eligible for as as a nonprofit? So we go out and we get the message, whether it's through Snowball, which is one of the, um, it's an event for Gold Star families or whether it's uh, working with different organizations that provide like TAPS or just a bunch of different organizations that can get the information out about Folded Flag to these Gold Star family members. We have two individuals who reach out, whether it's through social media, whether it's through different support groups to let them know that we have this service, that we can provide scholarships. And then March 1, we open up our scholarship applications and fill out the application. You provide documents from um, like with all the information about your loved one that was killed in the line of duty, as well as the funding for school. And then we go through the applications and award scholarships. Okay. Are they, are they awarded throughout the year or just a, a certain period of time? Nope. Just from March 1 until, and then we close the applications on uh, July 1 and we award everything by the 15th. Okay. That's great. So you've been involved in marketing. So you understand that Part of this is marketing, right? You've got to let people know about it. And if they don't know about this wonderful charity, it's hard for people to donate and to get passionate about it. So what are you doing, Kim, and how are you making a difference in making sure people know about Folded Flag and how it will live on? So a couple areas that we're doing is we're reaching out to whether it's TAPS, whether it's Snowball Express, Department of Defense Survivors Outreach Services to make sure that they have information on folded flags so they know that this service is here. And then we have um, we're taking a national approach where we've hired a PR firm to also try and get some of the messaging out so that they know that folded flag is an organization. A hundred percent of the donations go and then it's on us to get to the Gold Star family members and. 
And, okay. and so like last year we had $359 shifts. This year we're trying to hit 500, which means we'll probably get, and we almost, we award everyone that has the proper documentation. Okay. So um, is any, so there's no limit on how many you give out? There's no limit on scholarship numbers. Our um, cap this year is $3 million. Okay. And that's, and, and that last year we did 1.5, but that was because of COVID. We put a cap on it. We didn't have summer, uh, we didn't have summer scholarships because we knew, we just didn't know where people were on it. Right. So we didn't know what kind of dollars would come in. So we ca- we did 1.5 last year. We're doubling it this year because we're, and then we're going to, um, we're opening it back up for uh, summer school. And it, it can be for supplies. It can be for, if you need, let's say that you live in Connecticut and the school that your son needs is in New York City and the sky, and right. your and your education is covered, but you can't get that kid to New York, we'll cover the transportation. So it doesn't just have to go oh. to your educational, like to that tuition. Right. It can go to the needs to make you successful. Or if you need a computer because of X, Y, and Z, we will uh, we will um, look at that and approve that as well. Okay, so that's interesting. So it's not just about about tuition and room and board, it could be the other parts that go along with trying to get to school, right? Exactly. It can be a grant that goes towards X, Y, and Z. Oh, that's very interesting. That's that's great. How many people, how many families have you been able to give scholarships to about? I mean, approximately since you've been in, you know, So we did, we did 351 or 357 last year. We had, um, I would say that we've probably given out just over 1,400 scholarships, but I would say that family-wise, it was probably more towards, um, I would say sometimes it's two kids per family, two, three kids per family. Wow. I want to ask a really, a a question that I think might come up as well is that a lot of these families are very proud and very stoic and are not used to asking for help that they may need it. Do you find that that sometimes that you could help more, but don't really want to ask for the help? How do we help that? So we have some of that. We have those that they don't realize the process. They don't understand that there is that help out there. And one of the ways that we also have been trying to get the word out there is if, because a lot of Gold Star family members, they have support systems and they have groups. So we're like, hey, tell those families in your group, we're here to help. Um, We also have an individual that personally calls them. Like if they're okay. stumbling over their application or they don't know how to get the death certificate or proof of how their family member died or, you know, those kind of um, documents, we have someone that calls them and walks them through it. So it's not just like if they've turned in their application and they're missing pieces, we don't just deny it. We follow up with them to try and um, accept every single applicant. We did put a cap on the dollars last year because like per scholarship for that year, it doesn't count. Like if you have a fall scholar, fall and spring scholarship, you can still apply for extra money for the summer. But Mm -hmm. we did that so that we could focus a lot. We found that a lot of families were focusing more on education at that point because they could get other grants. And this way with COVID, we were able to really make sure that we could award to as many as possible. And we kept the caps in place, but on a case by case basis, let's say that a kid needs to go to a school that's $25,000 a year. And they only got like, we'll look at that and see why. And it's not just that they want to go to that school, but they need it for a special cause. We'll lift the cap and provide those dollars to them. Okay, So you really do take more of an individual approach when you can uh, to help whatever that need is for that that family. Absolutely. Yes. That's 
That's great. Well, let me ask you a question. How can we get more involved with Folded Flag? What can our listeners do? How can we be more involved in Folded Flag? If you're available, if you're able to make a donation, I think it's getting the word out, making sure people realize that we're here. We are a smaller organization that's growing and we want to be big and we don't want to stop. Even if we continue to grow, we want that intimate feeling with our Gold Star family members. Get the word out about Folded Flag that we, all donations, 100% of them go right back to these families. Families. And these right. families need the help. They need the support. And that's what we're doing. And our chairman and his passion, what he's asking people to donate and for people to get the word out, he's doing so much with it too. He's making donations every year, not in, in addition to what he has his company's underwriting. He's also right. making his personal donations to help these Gold Star family members. He, he helps, he wants every military member, he wants every police officer here in Las Vegas to feel taken care of because they're risking their life, whether it's over in war here every day. And just, we want people to know, get that we're here for, for these families and we'd love for them to support us. And if not support us financially, get the word out for others to support us. Whether it's their company that can can provide a donation or ongoing donation, that's the key here for us. Wow. Well, listen, it's a, a charity after most of our hearts. We we care about our veterans and about the families that have given the ultimate sacrifice and want to thank you and, and the whole team that underwrites that, but also gives back so much to those communities. So thank you so much for that, Kim. I love it. I could talk all day about this because I really do love this, uh, this charity, but just hearing how you got involved with it too, is just interesting to me because you went for a reason <laughs> and then you found another reason, right? Another path. Isn't that fun? It is. It's been so fun. Like it, it's, it's fun to be able to be like, Oh yeah, I've been doing sports all my life, but this is so much more rewarding. I mean, I love sports and there's rewarding yeah. with wins and yeah. losses and switching from marketing over to like foundation and community outreach is to me, I've realized that that's what makes me happy. Rewarding. Like I don't, revenue is great, but giving back and making these dollars to go to something where someone's in need to me, it makes my day. Like my day's not that bad. Like I might be yeah. like you yeah. said, you were like, thanks for getting up early. And I'm like, Oh, please, if I can talk about something good, I don't care what time it's at. No, I love that. And I can tell your passion for, and you know, what's great about it is that you have to have a passion for it, but I think when you get in it, you may not realize just how good it is, how many people you touch. And isn't that satisfying? It's completely. Yeah, it it really is. Like it makes every day rewarding and just satisfying that there's someone you can help. And it's not like I need, you know, I don't need the spotlight. The foundation needs a spotlight. And to me, that's even better. Right. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. You've heard his name before, fresh off the Masters. Please join me in welcoming Will Zalatoris. So I'm so happy to have our guest today, Will Zalatoris, here on the Truth in Texas Banking podcast. We're out at the Veritex Bank Championship, and Will just happened to be out telling all the other players good luck and wishing them luck. So, Will, thank you for coming on the show for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, so, Will, I know you grew up in Dallas and went to Texas Christian Academy. Is that right? Yeah, Trinity Christian. Trinity Christian Academy. Okay. We got to watch you play a little (laughs) pro golf. How was it going to the Masters? It was amazing dream come true obviously to be you know in contention on Sunday you know and I'd really try to enjoy it as best as I could and just basically try to soak in every single moment especially going around amen corner and right 
And I weirdly, you know, of course I was nervous, excited, yeah. but I, I weirdly was a lot more calm than I thought I was going to be just because it was, I wanted to be in that situation my whole life. So it's yeah. like, you know, why, why would I want to shy away now? Let, you know, let's leave it all out there on the course and see what we can do. And obviously I had a good finish. Come up one short was super motivating, yeah. but obviously very fun. I, I love the way you said that. It's like, you know, look, I've been preparing for this. This is what I've done for, mm-hmm. you know, my young life. Yeah. This is what I've been doing to prepare. So why not just go for it? I think that's a, a great model for any person of age to go for it with life, right? You're out here at the Veritex Bank Championship, and I know you see a lot of your friends and co-players that are out here with you. What would you say to them about today? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously this golf course, there have been some pretty nice numbers that have been thrown up. I already saw a nine under is uh, in the lead. But I think the big thing is just stay patient out here. I mean, especially when you're out here playing events like this where you never know when you're going to catch fire. Yeah. You know, even if you shoot a couple under one day, you're still not out of it. I mean, you can still go out and shoot five, six, seven the next day and be right back in it. So, you know, I think it, that's the thing, especially out here with there's a lot of birdie holes, but just keep giving yourself opportunities. And the guy takes advantage of the opportunities that are out here because everyone's going to have a lot of them. Obviously, he's going to be the host in the trophy on Sunday. Yeah, that'll be great. Well, we're so excited that you're here and thank you for showing up for the championship. And I know you'll be watching and, and wishing all the players the best. So yeah. thank you so much, Will. No, thank you. Now here's Tony Romo, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback and broadcaster, now playing in the Veritex Bank Championship. Joining me today is Tony Romo, who just got finished playing the first round at the Veritex Bank Championship. So, Tony, how'd it go today? Oh, we had a great time. I didn't score as well, you know, as I wanted to. I'd been playing pretty good coming in, and he got off to a good start, but then just three holes. I mean, I was seven over on three holes, mm-hmm. one triple and two doubles, and can't do that out here. It's uh, The guys are too consistent, and 15 good holes are solid playing, and then three bad, and that's that's your day. Yeah, I saw that you had an eagle. I'm not sure what hole it was on, but I saw you had an eagle this morning, so that was really exciting. So tell me, we see a lot of the crowd coming around, and how does that make you feel when they're out there following you? Oh, it, it was great. I mean, the sport was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. They were spurring me on, and <laughs> I really wanted to play well and, and give them some stuff to cheer about. We had some good holes. You know, my good was really good today, Yeah. but uh, my bad was just really bad. That's okay. <laughs> well, tomorrow's another day, right? Yep, exactly. That's the one thing about golf is that every day is a new day, and you just have to look at it. So we're so excited that you were able to be in our, our inaugural championship here in Arlington. So I just want to ask you a quick question. You've been a competitor all your life, and of course, you had a great career with the, at the Cowboys. So why golf? Well, the competitive outlet, you know, from football when you're done, I just like competing probably mm-hmm. more than just playing or anything. I like competition, and I really enjoy it. Golf is hard. It's, yeah. it's taken a long time for me to improve around the greens and be able to be more consistent like to the level of these guys out here I'm, I feel like I've worked for three or four years on that and it's just showing now and that part of the game is far more consistent than there used to be but you know I didn't drive it as well and and that part's not near consistent enough to compete and that puts you behind each hole comparative and then the big numbers creep in so I like attacking something and trying to improve yeah. and get better and I feel like it's just the process that I'm going through right now well I think it's interesting you say that because I'm not sure a lot of people realize that the corn Ferry tour this tour how competitive it is. Ooh, yeah. I mean, these are good players. Very good. I mean, you just saw a guy who's been out here. He lives in Dallas, finished second in the Masters last week, and he was the number one player on the Corn Ferry yeah. this last year, Will Zell Torres. And you can see these guys can play, and they're really good. They're they're just a shot off of you yeah. know, the PGA guys, a lot of them. So you can see the talent level. It's pretty impressive. Would that be impressive to you to make the PGA Tour? Would you, Is that something you strive for? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I've played in a few tour events. I've mm-hmm. had some success. I haven't made a cut yet. Shot 70 in the Safeway Open round one had a chance That's there, good. but hopefully we'll get a few more opportunities. But you gotta you gotta shoot good 
good scores out here to show them you can do it. That's great. Well, we're so excited to have you, and we wish the best of luck all weekend. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Let's hear from our volunteers and bank employees, Aaron Cooper and Sarah Esser. Okay, so today on the podcast, I'm here with Aaron Cooper and Sarah Esser, two of our volunteers from the bank, and I'm so happy they are here to help us out at the Veritex Bank Championship. So Sarah and Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us, LaVonda. Well, we're so excited that you guys came out to volunteer. So tell us what it's like right now to volunteer out here at the championship. We got here pretty early before anybody else, obviously, right. and we kind of grouped over there, and then they kind of gave us our assignments, and we have been welcoming people and telling them where to go, where they need to be, and ushering the day along. Great. Well, with your bright, shiny faces, you know, it's great personalities. I'm sure everyone's loving talking to you guys. So tell me why you, you stepped up and volunteered at the championship today. I wanted to come out here and really put a face to Veritex. I'm really happy to work for the bank. And when other volunteers hear that a bank employee yeah. volunteering for the Veritex Bank Championship, they get really excited and they're happy to see people from the bank yeah. out here. And they ask a bunch of questions. And I love that. Yeah. You know I love that, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. So I, I love seeing our employees out here volunteering, seeing all that, that we have to offer. This is our inaugural year, of course, as you guys know, we weren't able to do it last year. So this is like the first step. And then next year, hopefully more and more people will volunteer and they'll get to see how much fun it is. So but we, we get first dibs because we get first dibs this year. Exactly, exactly. So hospitality is always the most fun. But there's also uh, the parking, there's transportation, there's lots of different things, right? And mm-hmm. uh, do you have to know a lot about golf to volunteer here? I don't know much at all besides there's a ball right but no I think they they're really willing to help you and understand what your position is and what you need to do to help with the tournament yeah yeah great Sarah no you don't need any golf experience (laughs) I have zero and I'm doing just fine and I think uh, all the employees are happy to have us here that's great well we're so happy you guys volunteered thank you so much for giving your time today to help the championship and the thing about people don't know is that these kind of events can't happen without volunteers so thank you so much for giving your time today we appreciate it have a great time thank you so much all right thank you Players have a purpose. They work at their craft day in and out. They know practice and patience sets them up for the day. They know that they have the opportunity and now it's time to show up. Now let's hear from the Veritex players at the Veritex Bank Championship. Joining me for Team Veritex Golf Players is Charlie Saxton. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So we're out here at our inaugural Veritex Bank Championship in Dallas and you're one of the Veritex team players. So tell me a little bit about Charlie Saxton. Well, I'm <laughs> from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Grew okay. up there. I've got two brothers and a sister, all okay. younger. My brother close in age to me actually just got married this past weekend. Oh, really? Austin, so that was big fun. Was down oh, yeah. there for that. Took the week off. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, love golf, obviously. It's what I do for a living. I'm right. lucky to uh, get to, you know, chase my dream and uh, have my passion be what I do for a job. Uh, but I, I enjoy hunting. Uh, okay. Big hunter. Spend a lot of time back home with buddies, family, right. you know, hunting, kind of any type. But it's yeah. just fun getting out in the outdoors and exploring and, yeah. and that kind of deal. So I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I think we were talking to a couple of other golfers 
and it's mm-hmm. like oh, I really that's all I do is golf <laughs> I'm like well you gotta do something else no, you know? yeah, I, think it, I think it's important you gotta balance in your life I mean it's it's what I do for a job and I work hard at it when I'm working at it but uh, you gotta have other interests uh, different outlets yeah that's great well tell me how you got to the corn ferry what did you have to do to get to the corn ferry tour I had quite the road to the corn ferry tour um, I spent two years playing in China so I guess in, in 2016 played on PJ Tour China had a nice year finished second on the money list which got me out that's here awesome. for 2017 and I played really poorly lost my card that year and went back down to Latin America played like 12 events in Latin America that fall and played well and missed getting my card back on the corn ferry tour by shot so I had to go back to China in 2018 and had another good season over there finished yeah. second and I've been out here uh, ever since 2019 season so oh that's awesome going on year four and need to get off this tour before long well we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep our fingers crossed and yeah. wish you the best of luck that you well, get to do that thank you so tell us uh, so do you live in the Dallas area yeah I do I, I live down lower Greenville uh, with my wife been living here for two or so years lived with a couple guys playing this week Max McGreevy yeah Hirschman, and then Scotty Shuffler we, we were all living together for about a year and a half and the house has since dispersed <laughs> but we're still good buds keep up play a lot of golf together so it's uh yeah it, it's it's fun to have buddies uh, in the same field as you yeah Max told us that he was in China for a little while too yeah he played a little bit yep. just a few minutes ago uh-huh. tell us when you're out on the course how do you make sure that you're gonna make the shot I mean what do you, what do you think about what goes to your head when you're about to make a shot if anything yeah I mean I kind of think you just have to lean back on a lifetime of preparation yeah um, I mean I've been doing this for golly 20 some odd years now. yeah just all the experience that you gain over the course of that time you know you gotta trust your training it sounds cliche but all, all the hours we put in practicing right all the time we've spent in tournaments and whatnot they culminate into you know being ready to take on shots in different circumstances yeah yeah it doesn't really matter the shot at hand I've probably hit a similar shot before and I, yeah. I kind of try to lean back on experiences like that that's awesome yeah so I have to ask one last question mm-hmm. is it still fun Oh, it's a blast. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously the good golf's the most fun. Oh, yeah, um, and I there, know. <laughs> there are times I leave the course wondering why I do this for a living. Yeah. It's not always fun, but I, I love, I love the grind of it all. If it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. Right. And right. It's, it's certainly not easy. And you know, it's just, it's fun showing up every day and trying to get better at a game that's, you're not able to perfect. Right. You gotta have grace with yourself sometimes. I've been going through that here uh, <laughs> recently. It makes the good golf that much more fun. So, well, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so excited that you're part of the Veritex team and we're so thankful that you're playing at our inaugural event in Dallas. So best of luck this weekend and we wish you the very best. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So today I have with me Max McGreevy. Max is on the Corn Ferry Tour and is a Veritex Bank player. We're so excited to have you here, Max. Thanks for having me. Well, Max played in the Pro-Am with us today. He's going to be shooting tomorrow, trying to get into the championship. And then we wish him the best of luck because he is a Veritex player, and we're so excited about that. So, Max, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm from I'm from Edmond, Oklahoma. Grew up there. I went to the University of Oklahoma. Graduated in 2017. Mm-hmm. I've been I, I lived up in Oklahoma for a little bit, and I've I've been down here in Dallas for about two years now, okay. um, and just have really enjoyed it down here. And everyone in Dallas has been so inviting and been super exciting. I finished up school, played the Canadian Tour in 2017. Um, got my card and played the Corn Ferry in 2018. Lost it. Played in China in 2019. Oh wow! Um, and then have now been on the Corn Ferry tour for the past season and a half so far. So it's been it's been a lot better being in the states, <laughs> enjoying that a lot more. But yeah, it's it's been a cool journey so far. That's wonderful. So what I have to ask is now you said China. So what was that like? It was interesting. I played really well, so it made it a lot easier. Right. right. But I mean, it made me grow a lot. You know, in that full year, I was over there for 
14 weeks. Right. So it, it was a long year, but it was also very rewarding. And, yeah. um, you know, I think I grew a lot more as a person than I did as a golfer as well. So I didn't want to go over there, but right. I think I think it was extremely worth it once Isn't I came. it funny how I that happens? Ex- yes, yeah. very much so. Very <laughs> That's much great. So. Well, we're so excited to have you as a Veritex player. And what, one of my, our podcasts, the things we talk about is, you know, people with a purpose and why they do the things they do. What I want to talk about with you is just, you know, how do you keep going in golf? What drives you to keep going? Yeah, I mean, I love golf. I mean, not only if I wasn't playing professionally, I think it's just something that's been a big part of my life and my family's life. My dad played professionally a little bit. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my my brother playing a lot too, and that was kind of a family thing for, right. for us. And, you know, I think I just enjoyed that part of it. And, you know, me just having an act for it, I think just kind of kept going. And, and that was nice about it. But I love being around, you know, young guys playing and, and whatnot. I'm glad we were able to talk to the first tee right. kids yesterday and, and just kind of inspire them a little bit. I mean, I think it's fun. It stinks that we haven't ver- had very many fans out there, but you know, it's fun when you can give a golf ball or a signature right. or something to a little kid. And I remember being five, eight, ten years old, being out on a golf course, and even if I didn't know who the player was, right. it's, it's it's pretty cool to just know that they're there and you're in their presence and stuff like that. So um, I, I just I love how fun golf has been for me. Right. So I hope that I can kind of continue to pass that down to other people yeah. and maybe not have it be such a stressful sport at times. You know, you go out with your friends and you have fun and right. you do that type of thing. So right. hopefully, hopefully I can continue to kind of instill that in some people. That's awesome. When you're not playing golf, what do you like doing? I'm kind of a, just a homebody. I like, <laughs> I like chilling at home. I mean, I feel like we don't have too many weeks off. Right. So when we do, right. I, I love going up and seeing my family in Oklahoma. I'm a big family person. So I've got a little two and a half year old nephew. Oh, that's um, great. Love going up and playing with him and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't do much. I'm not, you know, a hunter, fisher, nothing <laughs> like that. I, I think I just kind of sit around and, and just kind of relax and take my, take my weeks off like that. I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Netflix, yep. are you a binger on Netflix? If I find the right thing, yes, <laughs> it, it's difficult for me too. But when I do, it's it's over within a day and a half or two. It's yeah, pretty quick. You can get through it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we're, we're so excited to have you here and we want to wish you the best of luck tomorrow or through the weekend. So thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Joining me today is Austin Smotherman. Austin is a Corn Ferry Tour player and one of the Veritex team players. We're so happy to have Austin with us today. He was a former member of the First Tee program in California and wanted to talk a little bit about how he gave back to that and what it did for him. So welcome to the program, Austin. Oh, yeah, the, fir- the First Tee uh, yeah. virtual event on Monday night. Yeah. We got to talk with some First Tee of Dallas right. students as well right. as some Fort Worth kids there. I mean, not necessarily kids, high schoolers as well, but right. their questions were great, you know, getting to meet them and getting to kind of hopefully guide them a little bit right on their journey too you know that we all went through and right if they end up in our shoes you know hopefully one day fill in their spotlight you know participating in like the 15th annual veritex bank championship or something <laughs> wouldn't like that be that. great right yeah. i heard that when you were speaking to them i loved how they said hey austin just really took a lead role in that and i think it's important that people know that golf is about also about getting others involved right it's a game that you play every day and and you have to shoot but it's also about getting people involved with it that's how games 
game exists, right? Exactly. And I was I was lucky to be part of the first tee growing up as well. And really? That, I, yeah, first tee of awesome. Greater Sacramento. And oh. so I understand kind of the, the curriculum. You know, they're par, birdie, and eagle, right. even ACE-certified players, which different curriculum, different things they have to complete to be able to pass these tests, which right. all help form their nine core values, which, right. you know, leadership and, and kind of responsibility and, you know, being comfortable in those, those situations settings. and those settings is something yeah. that I think. Well, you know, having someone like you as a, an advocate with First Tee, but also having someone of your character and someone of your leadership on, on Team Veritex, we're just so proud to have oh, you as you. part of our team. I know you had a great round today, but we're so excited you were at the first inaugural Veritex Bank Championship. And Same here. We're so excited to see what the future holds for you and couldn't wish you more, but the very, very best. Thank you, LaVonda. Thank you, Dawson. Take All care. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the behind the scenes look at the Veritex Bank Championship.